And welcome to another Root Issues podcast. I'm Chris, and in the booth today, I'm here with Lauren. What's up, everybody? Alexa. Hello. Brave. He says hey. Hey. And Mr. Steve Woodrow. Howdy. All right, we are still going through, digging in, breaking down the bones, sucking out every ounce of marrow that we can in Ephesians in the series Living in Christ with a Heavenly Places Perspective. And this week, Steve took us into Ephesians chapter 3. We're going to be looking at verses 1 through 13 if you want to cue that up on your iPhone, iPad, or your paper Bible. And we're asking this question. Steve hit us hard and encouraged us greatly with this question. How is your faith? And so let's just let's just rattle that around real fast before we get into some of the points in the text. Lauren, how's your faith? <laughs> this is your favorite thing, isn't it? It is my favorite You're thing. Just like we were talking about empty this question. Lauren's yeah. turn. Yeah. Uh, good. <laughs> good. Okay. Yeah, I think I liked the faith checkup. I think that's something that's like essential in a believer's walk is to like have people asking you these questions and ask yourself these questions because it's like. Without questions, we just kind of cruise. Yeah. But questions help us, like, rethink about stuff. Totally. And help us refocus to, Uh oh, maybe there is a place where I need to improve or press in a little Mm -hmm. bit more. Yeah, totally. Alexa, how's your faith? I think my faith is good, Chris. Okay. I've been encouraged by the Lord recently, so that's always a great feeling. Well, that is good. Mm -hmm. What did he encourage you in? He's just telling me I'm doing a good job. Ah. And I'm just like, really? And he's like, yeah. Super mom. Yeah. Super yeah. mom. New, new mom. mom. Really new super mom. Yeah. Super mom. That, that's the question. Sometimes I feel like super mom. That's a great feeling. Yeah. Mm. But God says it doesn't matter about my performance. Yeah. He's proud of me. So yeah. I love that. I love that. Brave, it is a brave proud of Knowing you. just obviously yeah. with five kids and walking alongside my wife with that, you know, a young mother is oh. attacked more Absolutely. than any. I mean, just that that core issue of. Am I am I worthy? Am I doing a good job? It's, it just gets so deep during those yeah. those uh, child rearing years. Absolutely, no, no, Mr. Woodrow, Steve, how's your faith? Faith is good. Faith, faith is, is good. good. Yeah, but challenged, uh, especially yeah. this uh, this chapter and these four questions that we kind of threw out there. That faith obviously must be received. Faith. Um, Right must be strengthened. It must be tested, and and then obviously we must walk in faith. Um, let's live it. Uh, and I, I think just coming back to it, Lord, how's how is my faith? And I think for me, under the the deepest part was wrestling with Paul in Ephesians three. We were in just verses one, uh, this uh, one through the first few chap- uh, verses in chapter three, uh, but where Paul says wrestles with um, man that he wasn't he was the least of the of the saints, um, but he was called to bring mm. forth the unsearchable riches of Christ. Yeah. Um, and I just been challenged with, with Paul, his ability to, obviously he had a lot in his past that mm. could hold him back. Oh, the enemy absolutely. tried to beat him up with, yeah. he had a lot of failure. I mean, that's why he says the least because yeah. he was a murderer. He was a persecutor. He was the most self-righteous per- person probably ever on the face of the earth at one yeah. time. Right. 
Um, and man, he was able to, like in Philippians, he says, focus forward. Yeah. Um, he was able to embrace fully the truth of the gospel, how God saw him and live under the grace of God. And that's been challenging for me. Yeah. It just comes to these deep issues. We'll get to them of just, man, um, what, it, what am I being convicted of? You know, am I listening to the spirit of God? Um, do I know the difference between my spirit and the Holy Spirit? Yeah. Um, and then what's motivating me? What am I really? And that's back to self. Is myself yeah. motivating me or is this really the Holy Spirit and I want to please the Lord? Yeah. Mm-hmm. What about you, Christopher? Thank you. Yeah, Thank I got you. you. Hey. Yeah, my faith, I mean, <laughs> my faith is always persistently there like a heartbeat. There are times that it races because I'm like running a sprint and then there are times where it's calm but it is always ever presently there. And I mean, you know, when, as we've been digging into this stuff, you know, for me, it's like, I've never doubted. I mean, we're going to get into assurance of salvation, stuff like that, you know, and I've always just known and believed and just accepted and didn't never questioned. And so it's kind of the same with the faith. Like I can definitely get rattled and rocked, like, you know, like a stun grenade went off and it, you know, it shocks you for a bit, but then, you know, I always come back to like, no, 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 God's got this, God's got this. You know, I've got a senior in high school who's going to college and have no idea how we're paying for that. And been there, been there, done that. Yeah. Almost out of that. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and just, all right, God's got this, God's got this, you know. And so it just constantly goes back to faith. It's like this ever-present pulse. But I won't lie and say that there aren't times where I'm running around like a screaming meaning with my head cut off and... <laughs> No vision and running into walls because I'm like, I don't know how this is going to happen. But right. it's like ever presently there. And as I get older, I just kind of lean in more on it, more on it. You know. So, yeah. Good. So, faith. All right. Somebody want to take on Ephesians 1 or 3, 1 through 13? I can do it. You got it. Roll with it. All right, starting in verse 1. For this reason, I, Paul, the prisoner of Christ Jesus, for the sake of you Gentiles, surely you have heard about the administration of God's grace that was given to me for you. That is, the mystery made known to me by revelation, as I have already written briefly. In reading this, then, you will be able to understand my insight into the mystery of Christ, which was not made known to people in other generations, as it has now been revealed by the Spirit to God's holy priests or sorry, God's holy apostles and prophets. The mystery is that through the gospel, the Gentiles are heirs together with Israel, members together of one body, and sharers together in the promise of Christ Jesus. I became a servant of this gospel by the gift of God's grace, given me through the working of his power. Although I am less than the least of all the Lord's people, this grace was given to me, to preach to the Gentiles the boundless riches of Christ, and to make plain to everyone the administration of this mystery, which for ages past was kept hidden in God who created all things. His intent was that now, through the church, the manifold wisdom of God should be made known to the rulers and authorities in the heavenly realms, according to his eternal purpose that he accomplished in Christ Jesus our Lord. In him and through faith in him, we may approach God with freedom and confidence. I ask you, therefore, not to be discouraged because of my sufferings for you, which are for your glory. Awesome. Awesome. All right. So Steve took us through four key aspects of a healthy biblical faith. And so we're going to kind of roll through these and discuss these a little bit. But, you know, just kind of take a note on these because this is kind of like that faith checkup. 
where you're just kind of saying, okay, where is my faith? What am I trusting in? What am I leaning on? What am I depending on? What am I looking for? And the first one is faith needs to be received. Okay? Received. Received. So talk to me a little bit about that. Like, what is your definition of receiving of faith, Steve? Well, uh, let's just use the illustration in front of us, right? Brave is very hungry here. Yes. And he is longing, crying out for food, right? Yes. And um, this idea of faith, I think it's received like that in so many ways, is that there's Jesus came, says, whoever's thirsty, come to me, right? Uh, Whoever, I'll give you living bread. I'll give you, Mm -hmm. right, life. And so we have to receive it. We can't acquire it. Any of our doing, any of our uh, religious efforts, it has to be. It's a gift. It's the most yeah. precious, glorious gift in all the world, but we have to receive it by yeah. faith, right? Yeah. And uh, that's what chapter 2 of Ephesians right, mm. tells us. Yeah. No, I mean, just the whole receiving aspect. I mean, I think, and, it, and, and I don't know where, like, I'm sure it's in the fall, in the absence of us being right with God, but just that whole, like, I got to earn it. I got to do this. I got to do that. You know, I mean, many people grew up in just, you know, a heavy religion where you have the do's and the don'ts and, mm-hmm. you you know, you know you're feeling good because you're doing good. But then when you start doing bad, then you're not feeling good and then you're like out of that place. And so this whole concept of just receiving it, mm-hmm. I think that's a struggle for some people. What do you, what do you got? Is Hebrews 11 or 12 the heroes of faith? 11. 11. Um, well, I was thinking this morning, I was like, when did I like feel like I received faith and started like walking in faith? And yeah. I was like, it was when I was with people that were super faithful. And like, it was on our awakened spring break trip my freshman year. And they had faith that we were going to see healings. And I was like, I don't even know this still exists. And so like through that, my faith grew because they're like, we're going to go pray for this man who doesn't speak English. And we're just going to go in faith. And so then my faith grew. And then from hearing testimonies from that week, uh, my faith continued to grow and be like, oh, God can heal shoulders. God can heal eyes. God can yeah. heal ears. And so it's like, I feel like I received it through others' faith. Uh-huh. And then I took it as my own and started running. Okay. All right. So, yeah. So, yeah. So that would, we, we would kind of call that the handoff or the shuttle pass. Uh-huh. You know, <laughs> you know, like, you know, you were handed off because, and I mean, I've been watching this documentary just on, you know, people who live to be a very ripe old age. And, you know, they discuss the food and the diet, but mm-hmm. they really so center in on community. Mm-hmm. And then people who have faith and are part of a faith community have a longer lifespan than those who don't. Mm-hmm. And, and, and then one of the things he stated is that, like, if you have a group of friends that, you know, eat healthy, live healthy, have strong commitment in faith— then you will have stronger commitment and faith. Like you sow, you you reap what other people are sowing around you, you know. And so I think that's like a very powerful thing. Like if you've struggled in faith, then find people in your faith community who are like talking about faith, operating in faith, believing God for bigger things. And as they share their testimonies, then it stirs your faith, you know. Yeah, and let's drill here because this is where yeah. f- this is where the battle with doubt can absolutely you know, uh, um, have totally. I received? Did I? Did and I and then it? I wrestled. I, did I do anything for it? How do I know I've received? It? How do you know all these things? Yeah. And the enemy is right there. He does mm-hmm. not want anyone to move on to the 
grow gr- the the strengthening of faith that mm-hmm. Lauren really talked about of yeah. you know letting others faith take her to a new level of yeah. what she can trust God for. Let's just start here. It must be received the very beginning of faith, the very mm-hmm. beginning of salvation, and the enemy is doing everything he can do just to halt somebody. If if we do not, as Hebrews eleven one says, have the, assu- the faith is the assurance sure. of the things not seen, mm-hmm. conviction of things or the assurance of things yet to come, conviction of things not seen. If we don't lay hold of that, right, and lay that as a foundation yeah. in our soul, the enemy, he will lock us down, yeah. he will keep us, and many people are in this loop of doubt and faith, doubt and faith, and um, and, and this is why at the end of this, right, Paul says to him, don't let my imprisonment, yeah. my suffering, make you start to lose heart. heart. So that where that begins is discouragement. Mm-hmm. Oh, is this true? Look at our fierce leader. He's in yeah. chains. I, yeah. You know, it, well, I don't know. And then when we start getting depressed and and, and, and not encouraged, yeah. that moves towards right doubting questions. Right, yeah. the enemy just wants to take that and and wipe us out. Yeah. So, how I throw it out here to the group: what, um, how do we deal right with that and, and setting that firm foundation right of faith, the grace of God inside our soul, firm foundation that we stand upon of what God, right, has yeah. done. Paul, and again, let me just, what does Paul write here? He gives his own personal testimony. He's the least of all the, right, in other words, he's the least likely character that God would reach down and show his grace. In other words, what he's basically saying is it doesn't matter who you are, it doesn't matter what you've done, no matter how far you've run from God, his grace is sufficient for you, but you've got to receive it. Yeah. And for Paul, he received it. And he stood upon it, and he expects that, right? For and so, this first idea of evaluating our faith is: Man, am I standing on that foundation? Is somebody rocking? Do I have a subtle question? Am I questioning God's grace for me and my identity in that? Yeah. And we have to keep at that um, and build upon it. Yeah. No, I mean, you, you, know, you think about John the Baptist, who, <laughs> you know, was totally. You know, you're the forerunner of Jesus. You're his cousin. You know, you're going to announce, and then he's in prison. He's going to be beheaded, and he, like, sends his disciples out, like, hey, go ask Jesus if he is the one, or should we be expecting somebody else, you know? And so even in his own knowledge and witness of the testimony and hearing the voice of God, this is my son whom I truly love, and, you know, he, you know, there's doubt. Uh, his faith was being attacked. Right, and I think— have to remember the remedy to that. It was Jesus's answer, yeah, which for us is the word of God. Yep. And that's when we talk about that firm foundation, mm-hmm. man, that's the only thing that's not going to change. Yeah. And so, I mean, anytime I'm walking with other girls in discipleship, I'm like, hey, I'm a human. So whatever I say, if you can't find it in the Bible, yeah. just toss it out. And forgive yeah. me for that. But yeah. the Bible is the absolute truth that mm-hmm. we must return to. And the beautiful gift of the age that we live in as believers is that we have access to the Bible, at least mm-hmm. in America. We have access to these promises and these assurances. And there's mm-hmm. so many places, especially in the New Testament, where we we are encouraged and affirmed in the grace that God has given to us, yeah. the faith that he's given to us. because. Yeah. We can only have faith because he's faithful. Yeah. Yeah. So. Well, I mean, you know, and that gets into, like, can you receive it? Like, what do you turn to mm-hmm. when everything's, like, getting rough? Like, do you turn to his promises and mm-hmm. be like, I just have to receive his promise. He's going to have good things for me. I just have to receive his promise that he loves me, even though I can't come up with a single reason for him to love me right now. Right. You know, because I'm in the darkest of depths of depression and sadness you know but yet god's light still shining in there it's like what would you turn to and can you just receive it 
Totally. And that is part of the exchange that mm-hmm. we get to like walk through as a process of yeah. renewing our minds. And so we can identify, man, I'm not doing so good. I'm not feeling so good. Maybe you can pinpoint, I believe this and this and this about myself yeah. and we can pinpoint those lies. And then we go back and find a truth mm-hmm. and we, and we give that lie to God. And then we say to the Lord, like, mm, even if I don't feel it, I'm going to believe that what you say is true. And so yeah. you can just go for each lie, find a truth, mm-hmm. receive that, and that's the exchange where we renew our minds yeah. to help us continue to it's have so faith and keep walking. Right. It's so good. I, I just call that gospel ministry. Yeah. And, and this is part of this is what discipleship is. It's ministering the gospel into each other's lives. And this is of the greatest need of the hour, I believe, for the church, mm-hmm. um, for all the anxiety and the struggle that's going on out there, is people to get into discipleship and someone, we need to walk alongside people, and we need it ourselves, obviously, and minister the gospel into people's hearts so that we bring up this foundational faith and mm-hmm. show them how to do exactly what Alexa said, how to replace a lie or a doubt with mm-hmm. the truth, of, the truth God, of God and build your faith upon that. And then it comes up to each one of us. I have to... I have to, when it says receive that faith, I have to receive that truth of God in my life and stand on it or not. Doubt is if I'm, once I'm confronted with the truth, if I go into a loop, mm, I'm not sure, right, is that's dangerous loop, right? That will keep me from advancing. And so mm-hmm. there is this this truth we put before people, and 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 like we see in the scripture, and there's an expected response. Yeah. I have mm-hmm. to receive that truth and lay down the lie, lay down my doubt, and build upon that fa- yeah. that that strong foundation. Yeah. And we have to have people in our lives um, hold us to that. Yeah, because I mean, I, we all have, have things that lies and things we hold against God or wrestle with or, and play with these little doubts, and they hold up our faith yeah. until someone confronts us. This is where conviction of the Spirit comes in. Right, and I'm convicted, right, about that lie or that thought. Or no, nope, yeah. I got to lay that down. Mm-hmm. I got to move mm-hmm. forward, right? And sometimes you need that faith friend who can direct you to the truth. Absolutely, you know, because like we all know, do. You know, you get the conviction, and you're like, "Hey, I think you're believing a lie." Okay, so what's the truth? Oh, I don't know. I just think you're believing a lie. You know, but but I think God will use us when we open ourselves up to point people to that truth, which kind of leads us into the second one. Faith needs to be tested. Number two, faith needs to be tested. Now, you know, you, you got some chuckles in that one when you were like, talking about it because you were like nobody wants to hear this but faith needs to be tested well you know? james right who yeah. i mean you know consider yeah. all joy when you interact you know i'm like ah, I don't know about that. that's one of those passages yeah. where like all right you know but um yeah i mean look at the, the whole context of verse one paul says i'm a prisoner for jesus i'm not mm-hmm. a prisoner of nero no who put mm-hmm. him in jail yeah i'm a prisoner of jesus i'm here because of him because of his will Right, and he ends it with uh, later in Ephesians, the last part of the book. He says, "I'm in chains, yeah, for your glory, for the glory of God." Absolutely. In other words, there is a testing there that Paul's living under, writing this, <clears throat> and a revelation of the spiritual battle yeah. that is involved here that we all have to to walk in and understand. Mm-hmm. Now, and I mean, when I think about it, like just when you think about Paul's testing, you know, you know that God is going to take everything and turn it to His good. But he he needs Romans us, eight. yeah, needs us operating in that faith to believe for that. I mean, Paul was such a go doer and getter doner. Mm-hmm. Like, if he wasn't in prison, how would we have these epistles? <laughs> Great point. Because he would be so busy doing <laughs> yeah. that he would have never had time to write. You there's know, actually, a, there's probably a lot of truth. To that. And so there's so much like in that. And so you know, like I mean, 
when were you tested in your faith? Are you? Are, why are you always going to be first? you know because. But it's. I love my point of view because yeah. I see you start to ask Lauren <laughs> this question, and then you and Steve both get this big smile on your yeah. face. Okay, yeah, I love tested. it. I knew it was coming. Yeah. Um, faith. Uh, well, I feel like I have like a little example, and yeah. then I have like a larger one. Okay, but I feel like for me, like one of my biggest faith checkups is if I'm like willing to go pray for someone or like yeah like pray in biblical prophecy over someone or like words of knowledge and it's like because i have to like trust god because it's like kind of weird to go up to someone and be like do you have back pain yeah like mm-hmm. that's so awkward sometimes and sometimes it's great um and so i feel like when my faith is like doing well then i'm like oh i don't really care like if i get it wrong i get it wrong and then i'm just like released it to the world and to god um and then like a bigger one is like I remember when I was younger and it was like, uh, I was at summer camp and they were telling the story of how the song, uh, it is well with my soul is written. Mm-hmm. It's about this guy who like literally loses everything. He is on a boat crossing the place where his wife and children had just drowned on a boat. And this beautiful song, like it is well with my soul comes out mm-hmm. and it's like, and our guy's like, well, that's faith. And yeah. so mm-hmm. I like go back and like listen to that. And I remember when my grandmother, when I was like 12 or 13, died yeah. from like ovarian cancer in like three months. And I was like, God, like, where are you in this? Like, yeah. like this is not well with my soul. I'm kind of angry at you right now. And yeah. he was like, but like, look where I was. Like I was in the hospital room and your family's all together and you guys haven't all been together. And, um, and your grandmother like fell totally back in love with me yeah. after being in a very religious denomination for a really long time. Mm-hmm. And so it's just like he does work all things yeah. together for good. And like our family got closer than ever. And mm-hmm. I think that was her wish. And so it's like there's faith in that. And it's like it was painful and sad. And mm-hmm. um, a lot of people were really angry. But it's like at the end of the day, like it is still well with my soul. Yeah. And like he was still there and he was yeah. still sovereign over all of it. That's awesome. Thanks for sharing. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, that's that's incredible. But I mean, yeah, like, you know, we don't always see it when it's happening, but when we step back, we have to step back and say, okay, God, ask those questions, the hard questions, like, how is this going to strengthen my faith? I remember when my father was dying, you know, and my brother had a wife and small children, you know, and so his life was so occupied at that time, and, you know, with good reason that, you know, I questioned whether or not, like, I had enough faith to lead my mom through that. And then to lead my dad through that, you know, and so, you know, it was this constant struggle of like, why is it falling on me? You know, you know, my, my second fiance ditched me because I was giving so much care to my mom after my dad died. So that was a good thing. How many fiances did you have? Well, my first and then the (laughs) second and then Elaine was the third. I like didn't know that about you. (laughs) I was like, is this a joke? No, it's not a joke. (laughs) Okay. I'm not going to get into the story of the morning when she returned the ring because it took a while for it to settle in. Like, oh, wait a minute. That's a test. That's a test. You know, but, you know, and so, you know, just, but that, you know, so much riches have come to me because of that, you know, because I'm here, I'm in Aspen, I'm now living in my calling and I have a beautiful wife and four beautiful children. And so faith needs to be strengthened. It needs to be tested you know, and so in the testing, we find the strengthening, you know, when we reflect on it, you can stay in the angry, mad place, mm-hmm. or you can reflect back on it. And then that's when the strengthening comes. I liked what Steve said, and I'm going to paraphrase this badly, yeah. but he was like, 
uh, he was talking about love and he's like, we don't know how much we are saved from and how loved we are until we move, like until we're called out from it from yeah. Jesus, who's the greatest love. Mm-hmm. And so it's like when you're stuck in that place, it's like, like I have so much empathy for those people because yeah. you're just like, it just feels so surrounding and grief is like something that can like feel like you're being buried alive. But yeah. then it's just like Jesus will always be there to pull you out. And like, hopefully you have community that mm-hmm. will sit with you there until it's time to pull you out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And like, that's just something that will like always strengthen you is like mm-hmm. the faith of others when you don't have faith for yourself. Yeah. So if you don't have that that's community, true. go find it. Yeah. yeah. Community is key. Right. And so strengthening faith, you know, you got a story on that one. Strengthening faith. Oh man. And there's a different, right? I mean, the yeah. testing obviously strengthens yeah. us, yeah. We, but faith has to be tested, but it has to be strengthened too, yeah. because let's just get real honest. Um, some tests don't strengthen us. Yeah. We, we, we crumble. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I think we all relate to those, right? Mm-hmm. It's not till after, right? That we kind of learn yeah. the next test, right? And, and the, so the faith has to be strengthened and that's yeah. incorporation with me and with each of us, right? Uh, and this is the nourishment of faith, right? Yeah. The, 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 realizing that Jesus said, look, it's faith of a mustard seed. You can go yeah. do this. In other words, with the reality, like, whoa, I, I have to strengthen this muscle, this spiritual yeah. muscle of faith that's been given to me, deposited mm-hmm. into me, yeah. right? Um, and be a steward of that. So, yeah. I mean, yeah. Yeah, I, like, I would say upon a moment's reflection, uh, I think a time period where my faith was really strengthened was when I was in discipleship school mm-hmm. intensive for like nine months-ish. Yeah. And it was nonstop um, teaching and Bible and memorizing scripture and hearing about people's stories and what they're doing in other parts of the world and what God has done for them. And I was just telling Lauren actually the other day, I think I will be reflecting on that season of my life and like pulling out things that I can learn from for the rest of my life. Like, like it meant something to me in the moment and upon reflection, God is teaching me new things from the Mm -hmm. same stuff. Like I'll go back through my journals and be like, wow, that is so what I needed in this season, you know? Mm -hmm. So just the word of God is so eternal. And when it was, when I was just immersed in it and focused on it for a extended period of time, I think that really strengthened my faith. I mean, think about it like, you know, we work out, we run, we try to eat healthy, we try to go and enjoy the places that we live. But, you know, are you spending time in God's Word? Are you committed to a Bible study that's going to take you from point A to point B in six, ten weeks, whatever it is? And then you say, I completed that study. I understand more of Ephesians. Are you consistent at going to church so that you're not missing you know, and if you can't be consistent, are you going back and checking out the podcast or watching the sermon online? You know, like those are the things that strengthen our faith yeah. so that mm-hmm. when testing comes, we have something to go back on. Mm-hmm. I mean, God is always trying to deposit us, and I think we miss that. Mm-hmm. I think we say, oh, I believe, or maybe you walk in like total assurance, and, but yet you're not growing because I think that was a big part of my story is there was so much of my, I just had knowledge and I had assurance, like I didn't doubt it, but I wasn't getting stronger, yeah. you know, and then, you know, you start working at a church with youth and kids are hitting you with all their problems and everything. And you're like, I got to get stronger really fast. Otherwise <laughs> I will get crushed. Yeah. And these you know? kids will too. <laughs> yeah. The kids will get too, because they don't have somebody speaking that faith back into them, you know and I mean? It's like, you know, the... You know, two-hour text, you know, 
convos because they don't want to talk on the phone because they want to multitask, (laughs) you know, because their prom date dumped them the day before prom, you know, and you're like, come out of the little office under the stairs. Where you been? Uh, Text, text counseling. Like, I just want to call them, get 30 minutes and then be done. But no, two hours later. And so strengthening our faith is paramount that you're ready for the next storm before it comes. Yeah, it's like good. you're you're strengthening. We learned shoring from the, up what we went you, through. Right? You, you learn from what you went through, and now you're like, mm-hmm. okay, I need to shore this up. This was under attack, so I need more mm-hmm. knowledge here. I need more promises here, you know. Or when the storm hit, I ran to this, and that wasn't what I should have run to. And, and I think that's such an important point when it comes to our gospel ministry and mm-hmm. discipleship with people. Is if there's a hang up, yeah. If there's a whatever the issue is in the past, and faith, and, and it wasn't. The gospel wasn't applied. Faith yes. wasn't strengthened there. We have to go back because if that's still lingering, it's Absolutely. going to erode that foundation moving yeah. forward. Um, and, and that's just that, that gospel ministry, right? Absolutely. Putting that truth on something in the past mm-hmm. and moving forward. So. I love that language, like applying the gospel makes it feel yeah. like less of something that I had to believe to become a Christian and yes. more like something that is like I'm literally having a picture in my mind of Someone like applying a healing balm to a wound. Ooh, that's good. Like, like you actually can take the gospel and put it on anything that's happening, and it will produce goodness, like in faith in our, in our hearts. Like Love the aroma language. of Christ. Yeah. Even. Yes. Well, yeah. the, the aroma, aroma of Christ. Christ. Yes. Yeah. That's awesome. But I mean, you know, I think of it as like it's, you know, the gospel is the triple antibiotic lotion <laughs> ointment for anything and everything that we face in life. Yeah. You know, yeah. because sponsored, but yeah, by the gospel, Neosporin. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, no, but I mean, you think about it like, but I mean, what were we taught? Like I was taught like receive the gospel, get down that long aisle, get to the front pew. You're going to get baptized that day. Now you're saved. But I, I wasn't instructed like, hey, you know, your girlfriend just dumped you. How are you applying the gospel to that? Mm-hmm. You know, or, you know, your dad lost his job. How are you applying the gospel to that? You know, later in life, your dad's got cancer, it's terminal. How are you applying the gospel to that? You know, and so it does become that, you know, constant strengthening and growing of faith. Yeah. You know, and so the last one is faith needs to be lived. Yeah, this is, you know, verse 12. And mm-hmm. what a, you know, this is kind of this whole message is revolved around breaking this verse down, but we have boldness, right? Mm-hmm. Because of the gospel, Jesus' work, we have boldness and access with confidence through our faith. Um, wow. You know, this yeah. gift gives us that access and a boldness. Yeah. Um, and access with confidence. Uh, this whole picture, right, mm-hmm. is as a child, you know, just, wow, being overwhelmed with just Absolutely. busting right into the presence of its father. And um, and so I think this idea of being lived, right, we walk by faith, not by sight. Mm-hmm. And Paul has just already elaborated this all through Ephesians. Ephesians 2, he says, you used to walk like this, like a Gentile, in the ways of the world. Uh At the end, verse 10, right, of chapter 2, he says, now, right, God has saved you, right, you're his workmanship, to walk in what? Wonderful good works that he's created for you. Chapter 4, verse 1, we'll soon get there. Paul says, now walk in a manner worthy of your calling, right? Live this out. Walk in that newness of life. So... Faith has to be lived. Yeah. No, and I mean, it's like, you know, you could probably pinpoint, you know, in your mind's eye, in your past, like when you lived in faith, 
mm-hmm. and you were depending on God more. You were in his word. You were in Bible studies. You were in community. And even when the tough things came, you felt resilient in that time. Mm-hmm. And that's living in faith. And so it's like, you know, what is your resilience? How do you bounce back? I mean, you know, Jesus said, you know, expect trials, expect testing. It's coming, you know, but it's the resiliency. Can you bounce back? Because I think that's where we find so many people is they got hit in the face with life mm-hmm. and the realities of life in a fallen world, and then they did not have the resiliency to bounce back into community, into faith, you know. And, I mean, we're hearing more and more of that in the verbiage today. You were talking a little bit about just the therapeutic culture of, like, you know, church hurts and, you know, got hurt by this pastor and got, you know, you know, this was said or that was said. And they don't have the resilience to be like, I will not let what that person did and how I perceive them to steal what I still, S-T-E-A-L, what I believe right. about God Absolutely. and what he believes about me. Yeah. And so it does become that. All right, we are out of time. Has anybody got anything that they just biting at the lip to say? I would just end, yeah. close with Psalm 119.37 mm-hmm. from my discipleship group last week. We just <clears throat> honed in on this verse, yeah. applying it to walking by faith. And mm-hmm. uh, this is David in Psalm 119, verse 37. He says, turn my eyes from looking at worthless things, God. Mm-hmm. Give me life in your ways. And, man, that is just apply. Yeah. It kind of puts it, here's David's heart. Here's our heart. Lord, turn my eyes from worthless things, right? Yeah. Get my eyes off mm-hmm. of these things. Lord, give me. Right, life yeah. in your ways, the fullness of that. So, yeah. man, this trajectory of, of living out faith. God has yeah. a life, a new life for us, uh, but we have to ask it and pursue yeah. it. And at the same time, we have to turn away from the old life, turn yeah. away from all the distractions, right, and things that right hold us back. Yeah. All right. So get out there. Find community. If you need to reach out and touch us, you can get to us at rootissues at ccaspen.com. Thanks so much for tuning in and have a awesome faith-filled and blessed week. The sun comes down. This whole world keeps spinning round. I'm here traveling down this long and winding road. Seasons come and seasons go. They take me high, then leave me low. But I'm still standing on the old.